You're listening to the 405 Exchange Podcast. My name is Ken Grandpierre, and today's episode is with Rabel. He's a pop musician based in LA that's lived a truly brilliant life. Throughout the last few years, he's released brilliant songs like Eleven Blocks and The Village, while also collaborating with a ridiculous slew of talented individuals, such as Marshmello, Kaigo, Adam Lambert, Pink, Ellie Golding, Kesha, and the list goes on. Earlier this year, Rabel released an incredible EP called One of Those Happy People, a body of work that beautifully explores newfound joy and the uncertainty that can come from allowing joy into your life. Throughout the episode, we go into some of the songs off the EP, the work behind key moments within the EP, touring Europe with Pink, and so much more. It should be noted that this episode was recorded outdoors in New York City, and naturally with that, there is a bit of background noise. We recommend for the best listening experience that you set your volume to low, at least lower than what you normally would. This is the 405 Exchange with Rabel. Enjoy. So New York is quite a second home for you in a lot of ways. Um, how does it feel for you whenever you get the chance to come back here? Yeah, it kind of feels like home away from home. I mean, it's kind of cliche, but it yeah. feels true. Um, it always just kind of feels comfy. It's, it's my favorite stop usually on tour. I try to block out a couple of days just to kind of wander around. and It almost feels like a little break. Even yeah. if I'm working and stuff, I'm like, yay, the city. <laughs> I mean, I've had the lucky chance to talk to people about how just being here tends to feel like an upswell of like inspiration, just in proxy like what New York tends to be. Um, there was a considerable amount of time where you spent a lot of time here, and I wonder, do you still find yourself feeling inspired from the place from time to time? Yeah, totally. I think um, two cities I feel really inspired by are here and in London. Oh. And I wonder if it's like the like you're constantly in contact with people. Like strangers on the street yeah. and like watching people or like you sit in a park and just like see life going by I think there's a lot of truth to that I grew up a bit in London as a kid and um, I've been fortunate to travel a lot for work as an adult and something that I always look back to in London and here is that there are access to people just different types of interactions it's so unique yeah like you can't really go walk anywhere to do anything without some sort of interaction yeah, so it's kind of fun. That's a really amazing thing, and I'm, like for you as a musician, that must be beyond helpful. Really. That is very true. Yeah, <laughs> writing about real life. Yeah. Like, here it is. So this might blow your mind a bit, but I actually remember this quite vividly. Way back in like 2016, I remember that you opened up your last rehearsals to fans at Barry Electric. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to go because I was keen and into your music at the time, but I wasn't around, but some friends of mine went. Nice. And um, that's not something a lot of musicians would do. Uh, do you remember what that experience was like for you? Yeah, I, I we were going out, uh, I think it was my first time touring with a band. Um, and it was right around, I want to say we did um, Good Morning America, right, right around then. And so I kind of wanted to like, I mean, you can rehearse in, like, a closed rehearsal space a million times, and then <laughs> once there's, like, a breathing, living human in front of you, like, it just feels different. So we wanted to kind of just feel what that's like before we did it. 
Yeah. Um, but that was so cool. Yeah. I, I don't think I'll forget that night either. It was really a special kind of weird, fun, little intimate night. That's amazing that within your artistry you found yourself feeling conscious of that because, at least from my experience, it's so easy for people not to even consider that, that element of like how people are going to react in the actual room. Yeah. It's always just rooms feel different. I mean, every venue tour is so interesting because every room is different yeah. and every show is different. Like, nothing... I think that's one of my favorite parts about tours. You, you can play kind of the same show yeah. or you think you're playing the same show, but every show is like completely different based on whatever the crowd the room kind of the mood what happened earlier that day like yeah. it's all very kind of real life so it just feels so it's always like what's today gonna be like yeah. how well last night you played at Barry Brougham how did the day of yesterday influence how you went about um, the performance like was there any influence from the day that you had within that honestly the biggest influence was we got to town earlier than expected oh, and yeah. I got to check into my hotel and like lay down <laughs> <laughs> so I actually came in feeling very like rested because yeah. you never know I don't know you never know travel can be interesting yeah. <laughs> and you never know like hitting the road how long it's going to take so I was just happy to like be able to kind of take a little walk get a cup of coffee lay down and yeah. kind of like get in the zone no it's important that I mean just like it would just innately put you in a good headspace to perform as yeah. well especially doing because we did Boston the night before oh yeah we kind of woke up pretty early too Oh, that's yeah, amazing. Um, I want to like jump into your music, but before I do, there's still some elements of touring I want to discuss with you because you spent the majority of your summer touring Europe with Pink. Um, I mean, I haven't had the fortunate luck of meeting and interacting with her, but I've had friends who have, and they, I've heard a lot that her and her crew tend to be very generous people, and like, it's a very, it tends to be an incredible experience whenever you're around her. I wonder what it was like for you as the support act, getting to be around her, also perform with her at night, and also do this in Europe like what was that like for you it was truly surreal um, and kind of to second what you said like her and every single person on the crew and everyone in her kind of traveling unit are so kind and so generous it felt like like you never know what especially as coming in as a guest yeah. you never know what you're coming into and I had met her once prior to like literally going on the two and a half month European tour with her yeah. um, and she was so kind and so respectful um, when we recorded the song and like from day one everyone was so welcoming and so nice and so I traveled with her band and they were all so welcoming and um, fr within like an hour I was like oh this is going to be amazing because yeah. it's scary to be like I'm going to go to Europe by myself and go into this traveling unit that's been going for years um, and to kind of just go into something that's so warm is so rare and yeah. it was so awesome and also just to see like the support that she's given me um, she gave me like a shout out on Ellen uh, when, the, when her album came out which was so like crazy yeah. it's crazy and I think it's really rare for an artist to kind of point their spotlight on someone else yeah. And I and she's she's done that so many times for so many people, um, and I I kind of think it's like a huge sign of just like comfort like comfort and confidence kind of yeah. like she's like I'm good, so like this person is amazing. And I want everybody to know yeah. this this piece of work or uh, even with the video like um, one of her dancers like directed the 
the video for 90 days. Oh, sure. And even just giving that opportunity is like, it's so rare. It it's really so rare is. for some, I feel like, I don't know, people say like, don't meet your idols. Because sometimes you meet people and it's like, you're a monster. Yeah. <laughs> and with her, it's like, man, she's so kind and so down to earth and there's no ego and, and she wants to share, uh, which is just so, it's inspiring really. Yeah, I, I think so too, because I would find it to be so important for you as an artist, for where you are in your stage of your career right now, to be able to see that you could get to such heights and still be such a genuine person. Like, it doesn't totally. have to get diluted anyway. It's a really important thing. Totally. And to see that, she's kind of the perfect example of that. Yeah. I really want to talk to you about your EP, One of Those Happy People, because um, it is one hell of an emotional listen, like the whole thing, <laughs> in a very good way. I love how it kicks off with the real thing, which is weirdly such a tender song but yet there's still an element of like danciness and just like general like a general pop vibe to it um and i feel that i felt that especially when i was listening to it with your vocal um what was it like for you to work on this one um that song uh came the same day as love to love you oh um so it almost felt like a and b size or something yeah. uh and it was a total accident really? uh i was writing with this guy called john hill who's like a legend he's incredible incredible and um we had an artist that canceled on us that day it was before i had any plans to release anything or make anything of my own i was kind of taking a little break yeah. i was like i'll just write right now and kind of clear my head um and i just left a record label and was just kind of figuring out like what do i want to do what do i want to say what do i care about um and we started writing an artist was supposed to come in and they couldn't make it and so we were like let's just mess around yeah so we started writing love to love you and maybe we had like a verse and a chorus and then i went in the kitchen and came back and was like oh i have this idea and just started singing it and he started playing the chorus and i was like oh my gosh <laughs> so we finished the real thing and then went back and finished love to love you oh wow. um and it's like even you can hear there's a few lyrics that kind of are borrowed from each other yeah. Almost like flip sides of the coin, um, which was kind of accidental, but really cool listening back. Yeah. Um, and those songs really are what inspired me to even make a, a project. Um, I didn't necessarily know what I wanted to do. And then I was listening back to those and was like, man, I love these. And it kind of opened the space to be like, let's form something around this. Oh. That's amazing. I'm really keen to like go listening to Let to Love You to like kind of get that duality yeah, yeah, yeah. aspect to it. You kind of touched on something interesting there at the start of all that because you mentioned how you didn't know where you were at, what you would be doing, and you didn't know it was going to be correlating to like a larger body of work. Do you feel like as an artist it's important for you to cre be creating without that always in mind, that like you have to just create and figure out where it's going to fit eventually? Yeah, this whole EP kind of, I mean, I it kind of happened by accident yeah. <laughs> which uh, everything felt so natural and I think I'd spent a lot of time writing especially when I was on I was on Epic Records for a while we put out 11 blocks or we put out an EP called We Can Be Beautiful and then transitioning out of that I, I just didn't it's almost like you when something works really well you kind of I found myself trying to recreate that yeah. So when 11 blocks worked really well, I was like, what's 12 blocks? What's 13 blocks? Like, how, what do I do next? Like, what story is next? And sonically, like, I want everything to sound like that. Um, and even subconsciously kind of fell into a bit of that trap of, like, trying to recreate something 
and that's like the worst enemy to art I feel like ever is recreation um, and so especially that day we wrote those two songs just, there was no sort of recreation at all and and with the whole EP it was all I mean I say by accident it kind of was like all the songs were written so freely and, and I got to work with my friends on it and just kind of make stuff because I wanted to make stuff and make whatever we wanted to make and say whatever was going on that day or that week or whatever so it sounds like where you were at that particular time, you really needed that kind of reminder to know that you could create art with that kind of context in mind. Totally. And with without kind of putting a, I mean, that's cliche to say, but putting a box around it and being like, yeah. that song has to be like this now because this one worked, so now you have to do it again. Yeah. And just being like, no. I mean, the EP almost has like some R&B feels on it. That, it really does. That I haven't really written songs like that since like, college so it was really fun for me it felt so free for me to just be like yeah. this is fun and like this it was really fun it was yeah. a fun process i love how you use that word free there because i think that's such a beautiful word that doesn't get normally applied within the context of oneself yeah so i think that's like a really big thing that you're able to say that within the context of yourself it's a thank it's you. a rare and beautiful thing thank you very much yeah um, I really wanted to ask you about magic. I fucking love this song. It, <laughs> Thank it, you. it astonished me how you're able to make a song feel so slick, yet again have that element of tenderness that I was bringing uh, before with the real thing. Um, I love when I get to ask this question, but like, was this song as fun to make as it is to listen to? It was. It was so fun. Um, I wrote it with a guy called Kid Harpoon, who's yeah. a producer. Uh, I've heard of him. I've always wanted to work with him, like oh, literally for years. And um, it got set up. I remember his street was closed that day, and he <laughs> lives, like, up a hill, like, in the hills yeah. in Hollywood. And I had to get out of the Uber and, like, walk up the hill. <laughs> I think I was wearing... Not the, an easy task. Like, platforms, and I was just, like, <laughs> trudging up there. Um, and I came in, and he had those chords going with a little drum groove. Um, because I had just put out Love to Love You. So he had heard that and kind of been like, oh, I feel this kind of almost like disco-ish, yeah. um, which was so refreshing, kind of going back to like making stuff. Yeah. Like for so long, every room I went into, the producer would be like, I have these sad piano chords going, like when I get on the mic and like write about like a sad song. Really? <laughs> Just because that's what I was doing so much. So people kind of like, they're like, oh, that's the sad song guy. <laughs> like, oh. Let's write a sad song. So it was so cool to go in there and he's playing these like chords with this drum beat and I was like, dang, this is dope. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I listened to love the last song you put out. I kind of like almost like went with that, which is kind of also goes back to like writing the EP by accident. Like yeah. it was kind of by chance that, that I got to work with him at that time lined up perfectly with like we just put out that song and he felt like, oh, this is a sonic world I feel like you would like. And we just started writing it. And I remember, like, singing the You Make Me Believe in Magic line and being like, this kind of feels cheesy as fuck, but, like, it feels so good. Oh. And to be, again, creating in that kind of free headspace, I was like, fuck it. Like, let's see. Yeah. If we finish it and we're like, this is so cringy, <laughs> then we'll scrap it and we'll try something new. But let's just see where we can get with that. Oh. Um, and, like, coloring the verses with, with not that with kind of a little more I don't know not as much cheese because <laughs> saying yeah. magic in a song 
can be cringy. Yeah. But honestly, Coldplay, Magic, is like one of the best songs ever. That's yeah, an amazing song. Um, it's an underrated song within their discography, which is it's funny. It's so good. Yeah. But yeah, it, was, it really was such a fun and natural day. I think we were done in like two hours writing the song. And uh, Kid Harpoon is incredible. I feel so lucky to. Now he's like my homie so I'm like this that's is awesome <laughs> tell me this because something that's really interesting with talking to you is that you're really good at a- being able to look back on previous um, experiences and instances of your life and kind of pinpoint how you were feeling and thinking within that moment I feel like that's a natural thing with being able to look in- looking at something in hindsight does it surprise you that you're able to do that with times where in certain situations like when you were talking about like the record deal and talking about like not knowing where certain songs are going to live I imagine in those moments, things don't feel as clear for you. Totally. It's hard to... I actually just sat... I left a lunch with my managers talking about just everything and dreams and goals and kind of setting our intentions for kind of the end of the year and going into next year and talking about, like, it's sometimes hard for me to see anything that's not right in front of me. Yeah. So even, like, now looking back on the year it's like been an incredible year oh. but it's not always necessarily like looking at now through the end of the year I'm like well what's going on well what's going to happen like is anything going on like is anything cool happening or like what can we do and then I'm like wait literally like six weeks ago I was on tour with Pink for two months in Europe oh. like it's been a dope year um, so sometimes it's hard but I'm constantly trying to look especially in the creative process of looking at like what worked not in the ways I used to where it was like this subject matter worked but kind of like what process worked like what and now I'm just like if you just make something because it feels good that works that kind of always works rather than trying to like put this puzzle piece of a song together Um, that sometimes is just like the pieces don't fit what makes so much sense to me though is that from my experiences of dealing with musicians and like touring and like being in those meetings where someone's talking to their manager or their label I think it gets understated just how much the industry um, makes that kind of thinking difficult where even if you're not like on a major and you're operating independently like so much of the progression is seen within tangible metrics and tangible means of progression that actually having a moment to like sit back and you know assess things it's difficult yeah and it's because it's also always what's next what's next what's next what's next and so it's sometimes hard to be like well what's right now or what just happened (laughs) and it very much is dictated by that by like you know naturally with your career you're only thinking about what's next right that's just a natural thing um you know something i was keen on asking about is that songs like flying and flickers made it clear to me that this ep is largely about feeling the feeling of being overwhelmed by the emotions that come from being with another human being like if there had to been like a overarching theme or a thesis statement air quotes about what brings the songs together i feel like it's very much that um when this EP finished, did you find yourself recognizing that, or is that something that's even kind of off base? Uh, no, I think it, Flickers kind of was the last piece of the equation, because um, that was a color I didn't think was on there yet, the kind of doubt of it all. Um, like, the real thing came off as pretty confidently being like, don't fuck this up. Yeah. Like, it's, I think this is it, so don't fuck it up. Um, and then like flying and magic are, and love to love you really are 
mainly flying and magic are just pure like love songs. Love to love you where it's like a little complicated. Yeah. Um, and happy people is very just kind of self-reflective. But flickers to me was the the kind of doubtful icing on the happy cake. <laughs> like it was the kind of like non-silver lining of like what love can feel like and what you know you can completely believe this one thing is true and then you wake up the next day and it's like oh shit yeah. I thought this was this <laughs> and it's that I feel like that's the overarching thing where when I consider how songs tend to be with conversations it feels like a lot of the EP is you having this conversation with yourself of even allowing these feelings to exist totally totally and kind of I don't know again I used to just write so many sad songs that's like my comfort zone it's like writing sad songs so coming in and writing something happy by accident yeah. <laughs> kind of threw me off a little bit <laughs> um, but I tried to go with it and then and then at the at the end I, I really wanted something that felt uh, I guess I wanted something that kind of felt a little that expressed the doubt that kind of comes up and, yeah. the, and the fact of like I love that the line in Flickers like sometimes you fall in love sometimes it's not there yeah. and sometimes you think it's there like it's so cliche to talk about lyrics in real life. They all sound so lame to me. <laughs> but like but the, no, but it's really the idea of like real. a flickering flame is like, sometimes that's what it is. Yeah. It's like, look, no, it's not there. It's there. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> it's there. No, it's not. Fuck, where'd it go? <laughs> uh, my favorite song on the EP is uh, Love to Love You, which we've discussed a bit. It's a smash of a song. Thank uh, you. I feel like this one, I mean, you kind of alluded to it, but I kind of want to hear you kind of going a little deeper. I feel for you creatively this is a very important song for you to like get out yeah totally it, it um again it just felt very natural and kind of like in the moment of what i was feeling and and what i was going through um because somebody didn't show up to a session and i was like cool we have i got the mic now <laughs> like uh. let's see what happens and it just kind of started falling out does it surprise you as an artist when songs can relate to one another like within a listening experience because naturally like you being a musician you're also like a music fan you take in other people's work and I imagine within those experiences when you like can hear something that's so holistic it's like wow that person was able to do that does it amaze you that you're even able to do that within your own art totally and I think I think it kind of I think when you create the space for that to happen then that's when it can happen I feel like it, something like that can't be really forced yeah. like when you listen to a record front to back even if it sonically feels like this world, sometimes it can still, even then, feel like disjointed or something. Yeah, which yeah. isn't always bad. It just depends what the record is. Um, like pop records nowadays, I feel like you listen to a record front to back, and it's like they just did like went through like seven genres. <laughs> and it's kind of fun that there's the, the, the all the lines are blurred nowadays. Yeah. Um, but especially making this, I think you know we made that the EP within a pretty short period of time Um, and we got it out really quick and so it it all just felt like it was in the immediate which was really nice yeah that's amazing Uh, so I want to next ask you about performing because performing has been such a big part of your life and I'm curious in the ways you feel like having that life of performing for the last couple years how that kind of influenced how you approach the CP like like naturally there's things you learn from touring and being on stage but I imagine like do you feel there's any influence of that at all when you how you approach singing and writing like for this? Yeah, I think making this I I knew I wanted something different and something to feel different than it's felt before. Um, and even on this tour I have my friend Cole, uh, who's in a band called Opia. Oh, yeah. Awesome. 
Um, he's like the best guitar player in the world, I swear. And he's out with me, and, and I've never, yeah, you know, I'm usually touring just me and a piano. Um, so even having, so having songs that are like very guitar driven, um, and to be able to perform them in that way is like really cool. Yeah. And new, and just kind of was a new energy for it. Um, and I feel like when you're when I'm making stuff like you want to keep it fresh and you want to keep things feeling new and different yeah totally man and um one of the big things that you know it's impossible I feel like it's impossible to talk to and not bring this up but like collaboration has become such a big part of your life and I think that's a very beautiful thing because I think it's very easy for people to feel very precious about like different ideas and thoughts and like means of like recording and like what they feel comfortable sharing in a room and not but considering like I mean for people who are listening who might not be familiar I always like saying I think you should do like a Google or Spotify search of your name yeah, to yeah. see where you turn up and it's actually kind of ridiculous it's amazing I mean thank you we're talking about people like Marshmallow Kaigo who's an amazing dude uh, Leon who's a friend of mine as well like amazing. I love that you love her as well I know she you opened up for her a couple yeah. years ago yeah, uh, Bishop Briggs, another friend, Ellie Golding, who's fucking amazing. Um, I guess, seriously, go on. I just really want to ask you, what is it that you love the most about collaborating with these creative individuals? Because the fact that you've done it so much makes me think you do get something really internally uh, pleasing from it. Totally, totally. Uh, I think my favorite, my favorite, favorite, favorite is, is getting to work with an artist and just sitting down and writing like a song that they have always wanted to write. Yeah. or tell a story that they've always wanted to tell um, I feel like that's kind of my strongest suit as a writer is um, just kind of trying to create which sounds cliche again <laughs> like a, the, this, the kind of safety and the space to be able to be like what, do you, what have you never said or what yeah. story have you never told um, and to write songs that, that are like the artists they feel like it's theirs um, I feel like that's my favorite thing as an artist. It's almost to kind of step out of the way a little bit. Yeah. Um, and just kind of prop up, like, yeah, like, let's write that. Um, and then getting to collaborate with, like, like EDM artists and DJs and stuff has just been awesome because it takes a song so far out of the world that I see. Like, they see and hear things that I don't see and hear. So it's so cool. Every time, it's a surprise. Like, a lot of times, you, I'll just send in a piano vocal. Yeah. and then you get it back it's like a different tempo sometimes a different key yeah. and like everything is different and like the crazy production and the fact that they hear something that like it's like you speak in two different languages and yeah. you're getting you send in one thing and you get this thing back that's like whoa how did you even think that way <laughs> um, and every time that's inspiring yeah. And imagine for an artist as well, it must be really amazing for you to know that's even possible in the sense, like, you know, particularly with EDM, I think sometimes people give it flack with the aspect of thinking that it doesn't feel like there's a lot of humanity. I've heard this from other, from artists as well. But I feel what's amazing for you, having existed in our world, is like knowing that you can in impact, in fact, put like a sense of humanity within the songs and have a sense of warmth within like all this kind of chaos going on. Totally, totally. And I think it's all, I mean, I've had the pleasure of working with like, a lot of just really wonderful humans on yeah. that and like I've done quite a bit of work with Galantis um, yeah. and I think that they're so forward thinking and like Lewis the Child uh, they're so kind and they fucking love music and they love songs yeah. um, and they love art and they love 
they like their shows are so both going into some loose Stroud I actually feel like they have a lot in common with just kind of even them as people like how much they love songs and how much they they want people to just kind of feel joy yeah. and their shows are like bright and fun and they're doing weird shit on stage and they're like making shit on stage it's not like plugging in a USB stick and being like <laughs> dance bitches like and and uh, Kygo is so incredible he's so musical and so like and Marshmallow that ritual song was so cool again that he just heard it in this such a different way than I heard it and it's so cool to yeah. it's just inspiring I think um, the EDM world is weird I say that not in a bad way but I just feel far away from it so yeah. sometimes I'm like I don't know that seems scary <laughs> but then when you get to meet people that that share kind of a love for music and a love for a song um, that's so cool. Yeah. They're not particularly EDM, but I'm curious if you've ever had the chance to work or meet uh, the Odessa guys. I feel like you guys would get on pretty well. That would be fun. I haven't, but yeah. I would love that. I could see that fitting role. That, I've, I've been fortunate to meet them before, and they're, uh, they sound similar to how you're talking about Galantis and Lucy Child and how everything they do, even though it's like this big spectacle and a lot of electronics, it is very musical-driven. Yeah. 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 I think there's such a space for that and I feel like um, I mean Galantis Christian and Galantis has produced like every freaking pop song that we've ever heard <laughs> um, he's a legend and just the way that he thinks is so yeah. and the Lucy Chow guys it's yeah. just fun to work with people that are inspiring and inspired and down to kind of not I feel like this, a lot of the slack that EDM gets is like it's copy paste like yeah. it's like cool now the pseudo emotional vocal comes in and now the you know whatever the fucking claps come in and then they double time and then it fucking goes to the chorus that's a breakdown and then here's the crazy drop yeah. and um not that there's anything wrong with that like you jump on like a soul cycle bike and that's what you want to hear um but there are so many people out there that are like really making their own brand I mean Kygo has become like his own genre he really has, because he's, he's indescribable in a lot yeah, of ways. He, yeah, he's, he's, and kind of a lot of the people I feel so lucky to have been able to work with have created such a space for themselves that feels like you can tell immediately by the kind of sonic landscape of something. Like, oh, that's that's Louis Chat. I can tell. Yeah. Yeah, so I have a couple of questions for you. Thanks for finding the time to chat today. It's been for really sure. mega. Um, you know, I know it was released some years ago, but you kind of brought it up as well, uh, 11 Blocks. Like, that's a song that has truly taken a life of its own like yeah. even up to now um, how does it feel for you that a song like that was able to resonate with so many people and that it still does like I mean people still comment to you about that song totally totally yeah that song kind of um, taught me a lot and kind of uh, sometimes people kind of back to like the industry and kind of uh, creating in the sometimes glass box that you that even you put on yourself as an artist um that song kind of shattered a lot of that stuff for me because so many times i've heard like just you need to make something that's relatable like something that's like a wide open message that's like simple that people can just get and digest and you know it can't it has to be personal but it can't be too personal because then people aren't going to relate to it yeah and then i wrote a song 11 blocks it's literally about my ex-boyfriend moving 11 blocks away it's like not relatable at all 
It couldn't get more personal. It couldn't get hard. more personal. It couldn't get more specific. It could like the details couldn't be more specific to just me. And my kind of hypothesis was in doing that, like that becomes the most relatable because when I hear a song with details in it, I almost put in my own details in that. Like, and I feel, and I found that with that song where people would come up to me and tell me their story about you know wherever their ex moved. Yeah, <laughs> and it became like people would hear their own story in it um, almost because there were so many real true kind of tangible details to latch onto, oh. where people heard uh, whatever you know whatever city they're in they felt like it was in their city and wh- however many blocks it was like they felt like it was that many miles because that's their story and that that was really cool for me to kind of see that you could put something out that isn't generic feeling and in its message and wasn't I don't know trying to be this big wide open universal message it yeah. was like no this is literally what <laughs> happened <laughs> I think what's amazing about that is like how there's so many things within cre- creativity especially the aspect of music recording releasing it that one would think is obvious but it's not until you experience it where it becomes clear totally. like that's kind of been at the crux of so much of what we've been talking about totally totally yeah. Uh, before I let you run here, uh, if there's a constant theme within your songwriting, even with like this EP that you just put out a while back, um, I feel like it's vulnerability, mm. and not just in terms of like the songs sound vulnerable or like it's encroaching on like this emotion of vulnerability. That's you know, it can be pretty vague at times. I f- the sense I get with your music is that you allow yourself to be vulnerable to even have certain thoughts and to allow yourself to say certain things. Um, and what I think is really powerful is that so many people would hear a word like that. Uh, and consider it like almost like a form of weakness or like utilize a word like feeling exposed but I never feel that with your music like again and yeah thank you I'm curious if that word vulnerable does that mean anything to you and if so why like is that an important word to you yeah I think um, I appreciate that that's very thoughtful um, I think I always I don't know how to create from a not real and not true space um, and that can be scary at times um, but I guess that kind of is vulnerability. Like it's just being able to try to push push past that and say something because it has to be said. Um, and that's my one of my favorite parts of touring is getting to meet people and kind of sharing that vulnerable space where you're. I mean, I always say too much. <laughs> I've never said too little. Um, I don't think and, that was the crux here. I think you've said a good amount of stuff. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, I feel like my favorite songs are songs that say something that I'm scared to say or scared to feel or uh, didn't know how to say or describe a feeling that I have that I didn't even know was in there. Being like, shit, I fucking feel that. (laughs) Um, And so hearing that from from people that are listening to my music uh, is the best thing ever Um, because I know exactly what that's like. and just kind of trying to be, I don't know, I don't really have, there's not like a a weird like alter ego or anything. I'm just kind of like, here I am. Yeah. Like if I'm writing a song, I'm just like, here I am. And if I'm on stage, I'm like, here we go. <laughs> like there's not, I try not to put any space between like me on the street and me on a stage or writing or anything like that. Like I try to just keep it all there's not a lot that's off bounds, yeah. which is sometimes spooky. 
but I feel like I don't know it helps me stay sane also because I don't have to keep something going you know it's not like oh shit I remember when I went on my first radio tour I was like crying on fucking morning radio shows and I was like this is dope that I've somehow created something that allows me the freedom to fucking cry on morning radio (laughs) and have people be like oh man we feel that and not be like what's wrong like I was like or if I want to laugh then I can laugh and I feel like even just from listening to my music and coming to my shows like people are down for that if I'm crying one night then it's all good and if I'm not then it's all good and I kind of I just try to keep it I was going to say keep it real oh no (laughs) but I do I just try to keep it like keep it real and be like some days are dope some days fucking suck some days are hard some days you are doing the things that you've always wanted to do and it feels you feel like you're not even in your body and some days you occupy every space of your body and you feel like you're like busting out into the space around you Um, but I just kind of try to be honest with wherever that is and then it's so nice to have strangers that come to the shows like mirror that back that's what's so cool to me is that when you put something out there it comes back and then you have this such a cool connection with when I'm singing a song and I'm looking out into the crowd and seeing people like I was playing poetry last night I think and I saw like this couple right at the barricade like making out and like the sweetest like a sweet oh, make out okay okay not like a ratchet make out but like I a made really a face people I made a face. I know <laughs> oh, that's amazing I understand um, and I was like fuck that's dope <laughs> like th- like that's vulnerability yeah and that's like to do that amongst strangers totally and to feel like I'm just like playing this song and I'm like dang the fact that like I'm playing this song and you guys felt the led to be like I'm gonna make out with you right now yeah. I was like this is dope that's amazing dude it's been such a great time chatting with you yeah I'm really thank glad you so we got much to do this. thank you I for your time it. For this sure. is fucking thank amazing you.